discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified. glorious opportunity to share a word. Thank you that your word comes with fire and with power. Thank you that our hearts are transformed and transfigured and we are catapulted into the realm that you want us to be in, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, all right, all right. Today we are celebrating fathers all around the world. It's not a joke to be a father. You know that. When you get married, you understand. You realize that you are having the sex, but the child is not coming. It's not a small thing. <laughs> so I want to start. I'm sharing concerning what? What am I sharing concerning? Signs of sonship, isn't it? Signs of sonship. But you can't talk about sonship without talking about fatherhood. So I want to start by mentioning this scripture to you in First Corinthians chapter four, verse fifteen. Paul said something very, very important in these scriptures, and I, I think we should look at it. Hallelujah. He says, for though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have you not many fathers? For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Read it to me. One to go. Hallelujah. For though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, Message. Let's see the message. Hallelujah. There are a lot of people around who can't wait to tell you what you've done wrong. But there aren't many fathers willing to take the time and effort to help you grow. This is so good. It was a Jesus helped, it was as Jesus helped me proclaim God's message to you that I became your father. Now there are many people, they are pastors, they are prophets, they are evangelists. If you read in Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 11, we learn that he gave some apostles, some prophets, some pastors, some teachers, and all that for the perfection of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith, in the knowledge of the Son of God, and all that, isn't it? Now, there are many preachers, but very, 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 very few of them are, are fathers. It is not automatic to be a father. Okay, fatherhood is not automatic. The fact that someone is an evangelist does not mean that he's a, he's a father. We, we've seen it too many times. There are pastors who are not fathers. There are teachers who are not fathers. A father teaches, but you can be a teacher and not be a father. Okay, there are things that makes you a father. And what the first thing that makes you a father is your ability to reproduce. Okay. I became a father the day I, gave, I had a child. Before then, I was not a father, naturally speaking. I'm talking about nat the natural side. Naturally speaking, I was not a father. I was a husband. 
But when I gave birth, when my son showed up, I became a father. How did I become a father? I did not become a father by speech. I became a father through reproduction. Isn't it? So a father is someone who reproduces himself into others. And uh, you can teach somebody, and not, do your lecturers reproduce themselves in you? They don't. If, if the person was a lecturer, it doesn't, doesn't matter. I may, may have not reproduced himself in you in any way. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So that the first sign, first sign, or what shows that this person is a father is his ability to reproduce. That's why, go back to the king. The king James says that, for in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. I have begotten. The word begotten means to give birth to. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. I have given birth to you. So if you're a father, then you must give birth. Spiritually speaking, you must reproduce yourself into other people. That's the first sign of a father. Do you understand my message? Mm-hmm. The fact that I teach you does not mean that I'm reproducing myself in you. A, a father is someone who reproduces himself and continues by loving and caring for the child he has reproduced. Are you saying it? So there are some people who have given birth, but they don't love their children. They don't, they don't care about them. Clearly, you, you call the person father, but you know that he's not your father. Or you, you don't understand. You know that he's not, you don't really consider him as your father. If you know he reproduced you. But he's not continued to do what the responsibility of a father by taking care of you, loving you, you know, helping you in life, raising you. Okay? So a father begets, a father loves, cares, and raises. That is who a father is. So Paul is telling these people that, Charlie, you guys, all the visiting ministers who have been coming to come and preach to you in your church, they are not your fathers, so you must understand. They are instructors. He says, for though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, many people will come and come and preach to you and come and teach you and see all kinds of things. But you must realize and understand that you have, don't have many fathers. I have begotten you in Christ through the gospel. I give birth to you. I have taken time to reproduce myself in you, to make you look like me, to make you talk. You see, if, if you see my son, you realize that it's my son. Why, nobody has to tell you that this one is Pastor's son. You, you just see him. When you see his face, you realize that, hey, he came from somewhere. <laughs> okay? Same thing. First mark of a father, the ability to reproduce. The ability to reproduce, to love, to care for, and to raise. Okay? Now, if you, let's, let's look at these two people in the Bible. Two very powerful prophets, Elijah and Elisha. How many of you know Elijah? When was the last time you met Elijah in your life? <laughs> Elijah and Elijah. Elijah was a very, very powerful man of God. If you read in 1 Kings from chapter 17, you see, you start seeing about Elijah. Okay. Let's look at 1 Kings chapter 17 from verse 1. And Elijah the by was of the inhabitants of Gilead said unto Ahab, As the Lord God has of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. That's how Elijah happened. He just happened on the scene. We don't know where he came from. We don't know how he became a prophet. We just know that he just came onto the scene and started prophesying. That's what the Bible mentions about him. But Elijah was a father. Elijah was a serious father. 
there were even a, a school, there was a, a school of prophets that he had, okay, that he was teaching and helping. God led him to go and anoint someone to be, because the people in the school of the prophets, they weren't serious. They weren't really following him much. So God chose somebody else outside, called Elisha, for him to anoint to become the next prophet in his stead. So if you read in chapter 19, let's go to chapter 19, you see it there. Let's read from verse 16. And Jehu the son of Nimshi shall thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha the son of Shaphat of Abel Mehola. You can call your son. You can give this. It's a very nice name. What do you think? So you cut the, the short form will be Abel Mo, Abel Me or Abel Moha. Something. <laughs> shall thou anoint to be prophet in thy room? And it shall come to pass that when him that escaped the sword of Hazael shall Jehu slay, and him that is from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. Okay? So that was how, so if you go on, you realize that, go, go, go to the next verse. Elijah found Elisha, and he cast his mantle upon him. Yet, have I left me 7,000? Blah, blah, blah. Go to the next verse. So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen. Elisha was a, was a businessman, he was a farmer. Before him, and he, he with the twelve. The twelfth, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. Next verse. So Elijah, Elisha was passing by his coats. Yes, threw his coats on Elisha, and Elisha understood what it meant. He knew that it was the call to the ministry that he was he was getting. So he just he said he left his oxen and ran after Elijah and said, "Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you." And he said unto him, "Go back, for what have I done to you? What have I, why why are you following me? What's going on?" Elisha said, oh, I, I know what this means, so I'm following you. From that time onwards, Elisha became Elijah's minister. The Bible says that he was pouring water on his hands. And Elijah was teaching Elisha gradually how to be a prophet and what it means to be a prophet. He was teaching him. And Elisha was following consistently and continuously. Okay? Elisha made make many mistakes, but Elijah allowed Elisha to flow and be happy. A father is the one who can allow you to, to, to you make mistakes around, but then he allows you to flow and allows you to be happy and allows, helps you to grow out of your stupidity and out of your foolishness. A father has time. That's what it means to care for people. You have time. You know, you know they may not even understand where they, are, where they are going to or what they are even being raised for. Sons don't normally, they, they may not even understand what is going on. They don't know where, what is happening. But a father knows. Okay? So he doesn't mind if his son is making many mistakes. He, he will guide him and correct him. Fathers correct. There are so many scriptures I can show to you. They correct. They will rebuke you and all those things and help you. Let me show you a scripture. Go to, go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. I'm trying to help you identify who a father is. Okay? Okay, so 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Let's read from, from verse 7. I think it would be nicer from verse 7. First Thessalonians chapter 2 from verse 7. But we were gentle among you, even as a nurse cherished her children. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were willing to have imparted unto you, not the gospel of God only, but also our own souls, because you were dear unto us. This, this Paul, who is a father, talking to his church, a church that he had raised, the Thessalonian church, he says that I was not only willing to impart unto you the gospel of God only. I was not only willing to just teach you. That's what teachers do. They just teach you and go, go away. He says, but also our own souls, because you were dear unto us. 
you were dear. That was the that was how he saw the church. They were very very dear unto him. He felt like even giving his soul to over to them. Let's really amplify. I'm sure they amplified to help us. So, being that tenderly and affectionately desires of you, we continue to share with you not only God's good news, the gospel, but also our own lives as well. For you had become so very dear unto us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's where Father is. He shares his life with you. He opens up his life to you. Let you understand. Yesterday, someone came with, to me with a problem. I said, oh, Charlie, brother, it's part of it. I will go do them. If it were somebody else, the person would have neutralized him quickly. You, you understand? Yeah, because this person is the leader in the house of God, and he has made a mistake. Sexually made a mistake. It's not a small thing. I told him, Charlie, I will go do them. It's part of it. Let's be happy. I am helping him stand back on his feet. Me, I fight for my pastor, so. I don't know, but if you can't, if you talk against my pastor, I'll, I'll not be happy with you. I'll, I'll face you seriously. You'll be shocked at how wild I am. <laughs> I'll face you, no matter what. Because it's not a joke. You see, the work is difficult. It's not a small, it's not a small work to do. That is why people who have been called don't want to come into the ministry. People are called, like they, are, they know they are supposed to do the work, but they won't do it. Because they realize that it's a difficult thing. They don't know how to go about it. They don't, the, the thing is, diff, it's not a small thing. You understand? When I said I was going to be a pastor, I knew God had called me to be a pastor. And I told my father, my natural father. He said, brother, <laughs> brother, these are things you don't just do. Stop what you are saying. Are you sure you can do this thing? It's not easy. To stop. Everybody knows. Or you don't know that everybody knows that <laughs> ministry. Or you don't know. They know. That's why they don't want to do. They don't want to do it. People have been called, but they don't like. They don't want any problem because when you become a minister, people just start talking about you in different ways. They all eyes are. It's like you can't mess up. Do, do you understand? So because they don't, they know that they can't mess up when they become ministers. They don't want to become ministers because they want to mess up. They forget that being a Christian, you can't mess up as a Christian, as a child of God. But it's like child of God. Yeah, it's child. It's child. You know, it's child, and God will understand. But man of God, pastor is man of God. I just said, that one you're a senior. It's like God will judge you in a certain way. So everybody wants to run away. So those who have had the courage to come in, if they make a mistake, you think I should sack them and tell them they should get. If we are sacking, nobody will be left in the church. We will sack everybody. Oh, yes. You, you will pack everything, everybody will vanish. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, we're so desirous of you. We liked you so much that we wanted to even give our own souls over to you. We wanted to open our hearts for you to see what is. That's what the Father does. He helps you, props you up, pushes you on. Okay? Look at the next verse. For you remember, brethren, our labor and travel, for labor night and day, because we would not be chargeable unto any of you. We preached unto you the gospel of God. We, they, they, he, he didn't make the gospel at a cost to them. He made it free of charge. There was a lot of pressure on him, but he did everything he could so that he can be available to preach the gospel to them. It's only pastoring that you are not, you are not paid what you are actually worth. You can, they can't pay you. Any pastor who does ministry because of money, because of pay, has a mental problem. Oh yeah, there's something wrong with him straight straight away. Because it is it is that is not how it's done. You understand? Jesus came free of charge. Why would you make yours at a cost? Bad pastors are those who do things because of money. 
So it's, he said, we were willing. We gave you everything. We were working night and day so that we can, we can make the gospel available to you free of charge. Next verse. Verse 10. You, you are witnesses and God also. How holily and justly and unblameably we behaved ourselves among you that believe. Verse 11. And you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father does his children. So this, these are some of the things the father does. He says, you know how we exhorted. Let's read uh, a lighter, maybe amplify. He says, for you know how, how, how as a father dealing with his children, we used to exhort each of you personally, stimulating and encouraging and charging you. Hallelujah. We exhorted. To exhort means to encourage, to push someone on to stir someone, eh? even as you, sh- you saw how, like a father, we were teaching. So, a father teaches that's the next point, actually. Apart from being a begetting, reproducing, loving, caring, whatever father, the next thing is a teaching father. Okay, a father teaches that's what he's showing us. He says, We were teaching and comforting you and giving witness. Next verse. So that your lives might be pleasing to God, who has given you a part in his kingdom and in his glory. They, they are willing and ready to raise you, make you become what you are supposed to become. Okay? That's what fathers do. They help you achieve greatness. That's the next point. They help you achieve greatness. They will help you achieve greatness. They wouldn't want to be great. Because a father's greatness is expressed in the son's greatness. You understand? If my if my son is a lawyer, was, oh, they'll say that, oh, this is, uh, this is a lawyer's father. And a father is happy by hearing that his son has become something. You understand? Yeah. So that's a father encourages you, pushes you on, helps you to become great. And these are some of the things that Elijah did for Elisha. Elijah helped Elisha to become a prophet. So if you go on, Go back to First Kings, where we're reading. Hallelujah. You realize Elijah, even though Elijah, we don't know where he came from. Realize that he was a very good father. Go to, let's go to Second Kings. Second Kings chapter 2. From verse 1. At this point in time, Elijah was going to be taken away to heaven. He had complained that he was the only prophet who was left. In fact, God told him to go and anoint Elijah because he said that. He was complaining. God got angry and said, okay, you won't do the work again. Someone else will do it. Go and anoint this person. So Elisha was anointed. And Elisha was following, learning. Okay, learning. And Elijah was going to be taken away. And Elisha knew, everybody knew. Elisha also knew that his father was going to be taken away. Now, at this particular point in time, we, we, we don't know um, how Elisha, Elisha never called Elijah father in these verses. But when Elijah was taken away from him, the Bible says that he called him, my father, my father. That was why he called him his father. Hallelujah. Because that was what Elijah was in his life. Look at, look at all these things. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went from Elisha, with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, tarry here, stay here. You see, he's teaching him. He told him, stay here. I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elijah, Elijah said unto him, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. You see, Elijah did not prevent Elisha from coming on. He was testing him to see whether he was willing and ready to go further. You understand? That's what fathers do. They, they check to see whether you are willing and ready to come closer, to do more. If you show that you are willing and ready, they will give you the opportunity to come. Even if you show that you are not willing and ready, they will help you. Prop you up. 
so that you can become something. Hallelujah. So he opened the door and told him, okay, let's go. He told him, I'm not going to go with you. Then he said, oh, I want to go. As surely as the Lord lives, I'm going to go with you. The same thing is repeated in different places. Elijah gets to Jericho. He tells him, stay here. I'm going to the next town. Elijah will say, oh boy, I'm following you. And Elijah will say, okay, let's go. He will not say, don't come. And Elijah, at a point, Elijah asks Elijah, okay, so what do you want? What do you want me to give to you? Then he said that I want a double portion of the spirit upon your life. I want a double portion. Now, a lot of people think that a double portion actually means twice. Double portion means two out of the divided original. <laughs> so never be asking for double portion anointing. You are making a mistake. You have the full anointing. Don't be asking for double portion. If you say double portion, that word double portion was used for inheritance purposes. Okay? I can have five sons and I'm going to leave the system. So I divide my property into six, not five. I divide it into six. And I give everybody one, 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 one. The sixth part is given to the first son because he has a right of the firstborn. So he inherits the double portion of what the father had. What they have is not what the father had. The father had everything and divided it into six. So each one has one out of six of what the father had. But the double portion goes to the guy, the firstborn. He gets two out of six of what the father had. <laughs> Do you understand? So don't make that mistake and be praying in your prayer. Father, give me the double portion. You are making a mistake. I don't know which double portion, which of them are you talking about. Because the Spirit of God has been given to us fully. So don't make that mistake. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. So Elisha was requesting, that's and verse, verse 4. And Elijah said unto him, Elijah, tarry here. I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. Next verse. And the sons of the prophet said unto, blah, blah. Go down to verse 9. I don't want us to read too much because this is not my focus. I'm talking about signs of what? Of sonship, isn't it? Uh-huh. So I'm not going to talk about fatherhood plenty. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elijah, Ask what I shall do for thee before I, I be taken away from thee. And Elijah said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Now, you would think that Elijah would not answer him and not show him what to do. But he showed him what to do. Next verse. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. What you're asking is very difficult because he's actually not the one in line. Naturally speaking, because there were sons of the prophets in all those places. There were people in the school who were school prefects and class captains and all that who were supposed to inherit the, the, the blessing. You get it? He was not the firstborn. He was the last person who was called. And even his calling was not even the natural way. They threw shit on him. <laughs> he didn't have... He, he, was, he was a farmer. He was not even close to the thing at all. But God brought him close. So Elijah, Elijah said, you have asked a very, very hard thing, but nevertheless... If thou see me when I'm taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. So Elijah showed him what to do to come up and become something and achieve greatness. That's a father. He didn't tell him, go away. See, right now that you came, is it because I came to throw my shirt on you that you are saying all kinds of things? Is it now, right now, you, want, you are doing to know, you want to, you, you are not serious. That's what Elijah did. He showed him, he taught him. That's what the father does. He teaches you how to become great and helps you to become great. He told him, if you see me being taken away, you shall have what you are saying. You shall have what you want if you see me go. Because it's a spiritual thing. Go down. Go to the place where Elijah was taken away. 
And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire. So fathers talk to their children. Hmm? They talk. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone can come and preach. When he finishes, he just goes away. He doesn't talk to anybody. Have you seen that before? There are some pastors like that. When you finish preaching, uh, there's a door at the back like this one. They just go, it's finished. Nobody. Everybody, bye-bye. See you. But fathers talk. They They will talk to you in groups, individually. They will teach you in small groups, in big groups, in, on one-on-one basis. That's how they are. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Next verse. And Elijah saw it and he cried, My father, my... So Elijah considered Elijah father because Elijah was doing a lot of fatherly things in his life. My father, my father, the child of Israel and the husband thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them into two pieces. In two pieces. Hallelujah. Elijah told him that if you see me going, because this is a spiritual thing. None of the sons of the prophet saw what happened. Because the Bible mentions that they were all looking at what was going on. They were all looking at Elijah and Elijah walking. Within a split second, they couldn't see Elijah anymore. They only saw Elijah. And they were wondering. So even when Elisha came back, they said, that, let's go and look for Elijah. Because Elijah was known to be vanishing and appearing. <laughs> Elijah could vanish and appear. Yeah, that was how it was. Ahab sent a, a certain man to go and look for Elijah. Okay? Not to go and look. The guy was just walking somewhere. And he saw Elijah. And Elijah told him, that, go and tell Ahab that I have come. I am here. Then the man said, you see, Elijah, we know you. We know how your life is. If I go and tell the king that I found you, you know how the king is looking for you. If I go and tell the king that I found you and you are here, by the time you come back, you'll not be here. You'd have vanished a long time. Nobody will know where you go. I don't want my head to be in trouble, so I beg. I'm not going. Then Elijah said, I promise you, I'm not going to vanish. I'll be here. They knew that he could vanish and appear. So when Elijah was taken by the churches of whatever and taken to heaven, the sons of the prophets were saying to Elijah that the master is lost. He's gone somewhere. Let's go and look. Let's have a search party and look for him. That's what they said. But Elijah told them that, brother, he's gone. He was not coming back again. None of them saw what happened. None of them had their eyes opening to see what happened. Because Elijah was following hard, his eyes were open. And Elijah told him that if your eyes are open, then it means that you're a prophet. If you can see me going, then you're a prophet. If you can see me going, then you're a prophet. The, the miracle was not in the mantle that was left. The miracle was in his eyes opening. If your eyes are open, then you're a prophet. Elijah told him and taught him how to become great. And Elijah became great. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, fast forward concerning Elisha. Elisha also had somebody whom he was training to be in his stead. The guy's name was Gehazi. Have you heard of Gehazi before? Okay. So, Gehazi was serving Elisha just like Elisha served Elijah. But Elisha was not a father. Elisha was a prophet. Elisha was a very serious man. You see, you can't be a serious person every time. A, a father is a friend as well. That's the next point. If I don't mention it again, I'll I mention it. A father is a, reprodu- is, is, a rep- is a producer. He reproduces himself in people. Okay? So, in that particular point, he loves, he cares, he helps, he guides. Then he's a teacher. Isn't it? Then he, achie- he helps his children to achieve greatness. He's a friend. That's the next thing. He's a friend. A a father is a friend. Elisha was not a friend. Elisha was a very serious man every time, at all times. Very, very serious man. 
So one day, Gehazi wanted to get married, but he didn't have money for the marriage ceremony. And one man called Naaman came. This is Pastor T's version, hallelujah. <laughs> one man came to come and seek for healing. His name was Naaman. He came to Elisha to come and seek for healing. Okay? Elisha showed him what to do. He told him to go and dip seven times into a certain river. The guy went, he dipped himself seven times into the river. Initially, he didn't want to go, but he went later on. He dipped himself seven times. When he, on the seventh time, he was healed. He was a leper, and then he became healed. And the man was so grateful that he was a general of, in Syria. Naaman was a general in Syria. So he brought a lot of money, plenty of money to come and thank Elisha. Elisha didn't even come out to come and see him. He told him he should just go with his money. He should be happy with his healing. He should go away. And Gehazi was seeing the money that was going. That his master had turned away. Dollars and euros and pounds all together. With gold and everything. Clothes and everything. Gehazi was not happy at all. He looked at his master's face like, hey, this man, pa. He doesn't like prosperity at all. Doesn't he know that I had to marry in the next two weeks? And I need money. So Gehazi went behind Elisha. And went, let's, let's read it. At this point, I think it would be good if you read. Isn't it? Okay, so 2 Kings chapter 5, let's read verse 20. 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 20. But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, Behold, my master has spared Naaman this Syrian in not receiving at his hands that which he brought. But as the Lord liveth, I will run after him and take somewhat of him. I will take some of the things. Next verse. So Gehazi followed after Naaman. And when Naaman saw him running after him, he lighted upon, he lighted down from the chariot to meet him and said, Is all, is everything okay? And he said, all is well. My master has sent me, saying, Behold, even now there be come to me from Mount Ephraim two young men of the sons of the prophets. Give them, I pray thee, a talent of silver, just one talent of silver, and two changes of garments. One talent. The guy brought a lot of money. Gehazi just went to go and take one talent and two garments. Pearl. Look at the next verse. And the man said, be content, take two talents. And he urged him and bound two talents of silver in two bags with two changes of garments and laid them upon two of the servants and they bear them before him. So he had their things and he was going. Look at the next verse. And when he came to the tower, he took them from their hand and bestowed them in the house. And he let the men go and they departed. Hey, say hey. But he went in and stood before his master. And Elisha said unto him, whence comest thou? Offering <laughs> Where are you coming from? Gehazi. And he said, Thy servant went, no, I didn't go anywhere. I was here. <laughs> then Elisha, look at Elisha. And he said unto him, Went not my heart with thee. My heart was with you when you were going to collect the money. Went not my heart with thee. When the man turned again from his chariot to meet thee. Is it a time to receive money? And to receive garments and olivias? The guy was a prophet. I mean, you couldn't just do anything around him. <laughs> Is it time to collect money? And to collect garments and olivias and vineyards and sheep and oxen and men servants and maid servants, you will see. You see, is this not is this not a normal? I mean, you're this is a guy you're training on to be in your stead. You get it. But look at what he did. Look at what Elisha did. It shows you that he's not a father. He was just a prophet. He was a mighty prophet, but there was no fatherhood in his life. So he didn't. Elisha died with his anointing. Do you know Elisha that no, he, the, he was so much of a prophet and zero of a father that nobody could inherit him. 
He inherited somebody, but nobody could inherit. He died with the anointing. The anointing was in his bones. He was so anointed that the, his bones were anointed. There was a day some people were going to bury someone, and they saw the enemies of Israel coming. So they said, okay, we have to bury this guy quickly. So they just threw him into the nearest tomb. And the nearest tomb was Elisha's tomb. When the guy's body touched Elisha's bones, he, he came back to life and started running after them. <laughs> they all ran to the house. The guy was so powerful. He died with the anointing. Nobody could take the anointing from him. Yeah, because he was not a father. He cursed Jehazi. Look at it. He says, the leprosy therefore of Naaman shall cleave unto you. And unto, not just you, unto your seed forever. What a curse. All those who are into cursing, they are not fathers. Small thing that they want to curse. They are pastors like that. If you like, they will just do something, say something right now. You know, have you ever seen a child pooping on his mother's lap before? My son has pooped in my hand live and he was laughing. <laughs> I was changing his diapers on the carpet. I was changing his diapers. He weed first of all. Then he was, and then the poopoo just was coming like that. And he was laughing. But I can't curse him. That was what, I mean, small thing. Two talents of gold, two garments. The leprosy that the man had, when you see the way you saw him when he was coming, how he was walking like this. That's how you and all your children will be walking the whole of your life. Hey. Forever. Eh? It says, it says they shall, it shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence a leper as white as snow. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a father. He's a mighty instructor, but he's not a father. He didn't give him. There's no option for healing. If Elisha has cursed you, who can reverse the curse? No, he's the prophet of the land. If he has cursed you, who can reverse it? Because of two clothes. The guy wanted to do his wedding. You get like he needed clothes, one for himself, one for his wife, so that they can do their wedding and be happy. He just wanted to do wedding and he made a small mistake. Pa! Curses. A father is the one who would still accommodate you irrespective of your, your foolish things. Do you realize you have some foolish things? It's like you realize, you realize that you are not correct like that. But you can exist in the system, you can become something. You can become something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One day, Elisha was walking on the streets. He was walking on the streets like that. And some children, 42 of them, started laughing at his hairstyle. <laughs> they were laughing at Elisha's hairstyle. Up in Pimp Store. Bad head. They were laughing at his hair. Just his, these are little children. Oh. Little children. Elisha turned and said, Hey! Nami, you laugh? Do you know who I am? Do you know who am I? <laughs> I'm the prophet of the land. You are laughing at me. The Bible says that he called prophetically, he called for two she bears out of the forest. And they came and tore the 42 children up into pieces. That is Elisha for you. Mighty prophet. But he's not a father. He will die with his anointing. <laughs> it's the Bible. Let me show it to you. If you think I'm lying, it's, it's, I'm not lying, it's there. Second Kings chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse 23. This was just not, not long after he had been anointed. Remember, he received the anointing in chapter 2. Do you remember he received the anointing in chapter 2? Yeah, so not long after he had been anointed and become something. He was moving around and then the children were laughing at him. And he went from this on to Bethel. 
And as he was going up to the, by the way, there came four little children out of the city and mocked him and said unto him, go up, thou bad head. Go up, thou bad head. You know how children can be sometimes. They were following him like that. They were laughing at his hairstyle. Just hairstyle. Message. That's your message. <laughs> Another time, Elisha was on his way to Bethel, and some little kids came out from the town and taunted him. What's up, old bad head? Out of our way, skinhead. They were just laughing at him. He couldn't bear it. He couldn't bear it. Hey, you are laughing at me. No, children, no. These are children. These are children. What should you do? Just ignore them and go your way. What did he do? He called for best. Look at the next one. Elisha 10 took one look at them and cursed them in the name of God. He cursed them. Two bears charged out of the underbush and knocked them about, ripping them limb from limb. Four to two children, you know. Killed all of them. Yeah. Prophet Elisha. He's a prophet, but he's not a, he's not a father. That's why Paul says there are many instructors. You have many instructors, but very, very few fathers. So if you find a father, treasure that father. Don't joke with him. Because that father can make you something very great. Do you understand? Never ignore fathers. Make sure you respect them and honor them. Because by doing so, you will become something. You, they are your means to becoming great. They are your means to becoming great. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There are several, several people who have had input in our lives over the years. There are people who have done various things for us over the years. I've had people who have done so many things. But I know who my fathers are. I know those who have taken care of me and helped me, raised me, spoken to me in secret and in public. You see, helped me, taught me in, in, in the open and in, and in private. Propped me up. A father knows all your mistakes, but he still likes you. He knows all your mistakes. He knows all the things that you have done in time past. But he still likes you. He will even give you more opportunities with what you have even filled with in time past. That's a father. A father is not the one who warn you to the point of cursing you. We, are, we want people. It's part of it. But then we don't curse. And annul you. And sack you. Get out. Never ever come back to me again. <laughs> you know what David? David was a serious father. One day, Amnon, who was David's firstborn son, raped um, Absalom, who was David's third-born son's sister, Tamar. So it was Amnon's half-sister. And he raped her. He pretended as though he was sick by the counsel of David's brother's son. That he was sick, so he should, she should come and come and feed him with light soup. <laughs> when the light soup was ready, he made the lady do the light soup in front of him. When the light soup was ready, he told everybody, get out, get out. I want to be with my sister alone. And he told us, draw nine, draw nine, draw me near, draw nine to me. Come and sit on my bed and feed me. As the lady was bringing the soup like that, he said, I don't like soup, I like you. <laughs> the lady said, oh, if you like me, my father is not a, our father is not a wicked person. Just tell him, he'll, he'll give me to you. We'll marry and everything will be fine. At that time, it was, it was possible you could just marry your sister and everything will be okay. Like, uh, uh, Amnon said, sister, forget it, man. I'm serious. The, the pressure in my waist is too much. I need a release now. And he raped her. And after raping her, you see, even after raping her, he could have gone ahead to go and talk to David, his father, and married Tamar by not letting Tamar get out of his house. 
after the incident. That was the loss of Israel. But he threw Tamar out. When he was throwing Tamar out, Tamar said that what you did first was not even as worse as what you are coming to do now. Because right now, nobody will marry me. Because of what you have done, it will be known in all Israel. And nobody will marry me. He said, I don't care. Get out! The Bible says that he hated her with more passion. After having sex with her, he hated her with more passion than immediately. Sometimes some last thing, it's not, last is not a good thing. It can just lead you to do something and then immediately you finish, you start regretting. And you become some way. He sucked her out. The Bible says that Tamar went to Absalom's house and was a widow in Absalom's house. He was, she was just mourning in Absalom's house for years. And Absalom was quiet. The Bible says Absalom did not talk to Amnon for the space of two years. He didn't say anything good or bad. He was just quiet. He was just quiet. Quiet. And the Bible says that David didn't say anything to David, rebuked Amnon, but then he didn't really do much. He just kept quiet. Because it's his son. Absalom was quiet. One day he just decided that he would do a party for everybody. You see, Absalom had, Amnon had not read loyalty and disloyalty before. <laughs> He had not read that book. He, did, he wasn't like he wasn't into reading books like some people are not into reading books. So he didn't know. If he had read that book, he wouldn't have attended that party. Because he would have known that if someone does not talk to you for two years, you don't have to go for any party he invites you to. <laughs> Hallelujah. So he invited him for the party. Absalom went to his father and said, Oh, Daddy, I'm doing a party. I want all, all your sons to come. And he said, I want Amnon to also come. And David said, Why do you want Amnon to come? He said, Oh, that matter. Oh, ah, Poppy, Charlie, me and you. Oh, ah. He said, okay. Then Amnon went for the party. He didn't know that he had planned for his execution. David said that when he's happy and merry and his heart is happy, just cut off his throat. Yeah. Then he told the servant that, I'm the one giving the instruction. What, what are you afraid of? Do it. Who can do anything? Nobody can do anything. Just do it. So they slaughtered Amnon. And all of David's children ran away. And they went to tell David. David was so sad. Absalom ran away, and for the space of five years, Absalom was away. But David, because David was a father, Joab came to petition David on behalf of Absalom. And David said, oh, he's my son, I, I forgot, let him come. So Absalom came, and he embraced him, and made him stay around. Even though Absalom had made a mistake, he allowed him to stay around. I get it. Mm-hmm. So you, many, 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 many problems. But who's, a father is the one who allowed you. To stay around, correct you, help you, but then still allow you to stay around and help you to become something great. Hallelujah. So, how, how do we know that you're a son? Fathers are not common. They are not common. They are not, they are rare. Fatherhood is not because of age. Haven't you seen people who are very old who do not have children? They don't have children. They are very old, but they don't have children. So it's not a matter of age. Okay? In fact, it's, it is young people who are able to reproduce. At a certain age, you are, you are in a reproduction age. Between ages 17 and, and, and 28 and 30 and 35. After 35, you, you may have difficulty. Okay, what is going on currently in our system? Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So what do you do when you find a father? How do we know that you are a son? So, science of sonship, isn't it? Or daughtership, is still the same. Don't worry. When I say sonship, it's with reference to all of us, okay? The first one, number one, is that a son or a daughter resembles his father. 
a son or a daughter that's what resembles his father. Hallelujah. John chapter 14, verse 9. A son or a daughter resembles his father. How do you know? How do we know that this one is a son? I mentioned it earlier to you that a father reproduces. So if a father has reproduced you, then you must look like the father. What do you think? Don't you look like a father? Don't you look like your father or your mother? I mean, you, you, have, you realize that either you picked color, you picked forehead, you picked mouth, or you picked something from your father or your mother. Because they reproduced you. They brought you out. Even character. People inherit are into, into, into character. Because DNA and genes and everything, it comes from them. Hallelujah. There's a fusion between sperm and egg for the zygote to be formed. Isn't it? Uh-huh. When a zygote undergoes mitosis or meiosis and whatever, 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 and it grows and it comes out, it looks like the genes it picked up from its mother and father. If you don't look like your father, there's a problem. There's a very, very huge problem. There's something wrong. Suspicion will start coming into the system. You look like the gate man, or you look like you look like the security man. I mean, this that's very serious, isn't it? So, what the major sign that you are a son is in your resemblance to your father. You said, look at what you said, John chapter fourteen, verse nine. You said unto him, "Have I been so long with you, and yet has thou not known me, Philip?" Because Philip was inquiring of where the father was. Philip was asking, "Show us the father." Go to the verse before this, verse eight. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us a father and it's sufficient that show us a father and we'll be fine. We'll be satisfied. If we can see the father, we'll be, we'll be very fine. Then Jesus said that, Philip, have I been so long with you? And you have not known me. Philip, you have not known me. He that has seen me has seen the father. And how says thou then? Show us the father. The, I am the father. If you see the father, you have seen me. If you see me, you have seen the father. Why? Because there's semblance. There's, they are, they are one. They are, it's the same person. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So you can't say that this is my father in the Lord and not look like him. Literally look like him. Have similar mannerisms. Walk in the same spirit. Have the same form of communication. Let me show you a scripture. Yeah, you can't. Some people say that, oh, my, no. If you're, if you're a son, you must look like the father. Some people say that, oh, pastor is my father. You may be lying. You may be saying some things uh, other people are saying. You are using it as a cliche, but you don't really understand what it is. Now you are thinking. You are wondering whether you look like your father in any way. Second Corinthians chapter 12, from verse 14. Behold, the third time I am ready to come to you, and I will not be burdensome to you, for I seek not yours, but you. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. Are you saying it? Next verse. And I will gladly spend and be spent for you, though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. <laughs> Paul was loving them, but they weren't minding him. The Corinthian church was a very terrible church. Next verse. But be it so, I did not burden you. Nevertheless, being crafty, I caught you with guile. Next verse. Did I make gain of you by any of them whom I sent unto you? I desired Titus, and with him I sent a brother. Did Titus make a gain of you? Walked we not in the same spirit? Walked we not in the same steps? 
Walk we not in the same spirit? Walk we not in the same spirit? In other words, Titus also didn't do what I didn't do. You can't say you are a son and you are doing something else. You are not living the way your father is living. You are not doing things the way your father is doing things. If you say you are, I'm your father, you must preach like I do. No, I'm into ministry. I like ministry. If you say you are my son, you should also like ministry. Or else you are something else. You are a pastor, then you don't know it. <laughs> there, there are different types of people in the church. We have very nice people in the church. VNPs. They are the VN, very nice people. Then we have very encouraging people, VEPs. They will encourage you. There are people who are into the ministry of encouragement. They will just encourage you. They always encourage the pastor. Oh, pastor, it's powerful. God bless you. Everything is. But they will never do what the pastor is doing. Do you get it? Yeah. <laughs> they will never do. Oh, very nice people. They always say nice things. Oh, pastor, God bless you. <laughs> pastor, we love you. <laughs> pastor, we cherish you. Where will we be without you? But you are not doing, you don't resemble the pastor in any way. Hallelujah. It's choking you. Oh. Let me choke you some more. I brought Abrobe today. Yeah. If you say you are a son or you are a daughter, you must have similar interests like your father does. You must do what your father does. You must resemble your father. You have to resemble your father. You have to. If you see my son running around, you realize that he looks like me. He looks like me. Photoco, I mean. Very soon you see that he's walking like I'm walking. Yeah. Hallelujah. If you say, yes, son, you don't look like your father. Jesus said that, if you have seen me, then you have seen the father. What is your problem? What do we not in the same steps? Go back to that place. It's a nice verse. We share the same DNA. There's a spiritual DNA that you must share. Okay? If I have reproduced you, then you must look like me. You must think like I think. I don't do things because of money. I do things because of people. I, we love people. You understand? Yeah. If you're a son, you must, you must be the same. You must also love people. Cherish people. Honor people. You see, I don't, insult, I don't insult you when you do something wrong. Why is it that you, when someone, does some, some, when someone around you does something wrong, you just flare up. Your face changes. You, you, are, you, are, you are into colors. Your face just changes to another kind of color. Either red or green or something. And then you start blasting and saying all kinds of things and no have those of you have been with me have you ever seen me angry like i'm so angry nobody you have to they have to bring pure water to pour me to come to me have you seen some before never you can't say you are my son and then you 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 are into serious anger whatever you can just become angry flare up into cases you get angry into the case level you just want to say something me <laughs> You are so angry, you can say Allah, Allah. Wallahi, Allah. You see, there's something wrong with you. What you, you are not correct. There's something wrong. You don't look like your father. You don't like. You don't look like your father. Hallelujah. You say you are, you are my son. You can't, you can't even preach the word. When we say come and preach, you do this. Oh, pastor, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know. When we say we are going for evangelism, pastor, I don't know. You don't know you are not my son. You are something else. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. A son or a daughter is forever. 
a son or daughter is forever. There are people who have plans of leaving the church. <laughs> John chapter 8, verse 35. Read it to me. One to go. Have you seen it? Read it once again. The sun abideth forever. The sun is always around, always there. Do you know employees will leave you? Do you know employees? If you, you have a business and you have employees, do you know that they will leave you? Don't owe. They are there because of money. They are there because of some things that they will get. Not because they really care about. How many people have their employees visiting them in their house when they are not feeling well? Never. They will never go. They, nobody cares about that. Oh, boss, boss, they, you know, they feel, oh, it's well, we go pray, give them. That's all. They will never come and come and stay with you, help you, carry buckets, whatever for you, do life soup for you. And they will never do that. Do you, do you have that? It's only in the house of God that you have those things happening. It's only in church that you may have someone doing soup for you. Someone you don't know from Adam doing soup for you. Correct soup, nine soup. The soup will just heal you. <laughs> there are people with that kind of ministry. They are into the soup healing ministry. When they do the soup for you now, you become fine. Yeah. A son abideth forever. A son abideth. There are no plans of. Even if your son gets married and leaves your house, does that make him something else? He's still your son. He still bears your name. He's still around. He will still help you. He will still do things. If you say your son, you are not. You have plans. You have plans. You have plans. There are plans in your mind that oh, I'll stay. I'll stay for some two years. After two years, I'll just vanish and do something else or whatever. Clearly you are not a son. You don't know it, but I'm telling you today that you are not a son. There's something wrong with you. With you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> you have plans. There are people who have been with me for years. They don't have plans of going anywhere. Why are you going? You don't have anywhere. No, we are going to be buried together. That's, that's what fatherhood and sonship mean. We are, we are going to stay together until death. Yeah. Um, even in death, we'll die together. In heaven, we'll still be visiting each other in heaven. Our houses will be by each other. Because we, worked, we, did, we did the work around the same place. We worked together. That's how serious it is. It's not a joke. It's a very, very serious thing. It's a very, very serious relationship. Okay? Yeah, we buried. I had a vision. Some of you were buried by me. Hallelujah. I had a vision. I was buried. And yes, later, some people were also buried by me. Some by my left, my... Behind me, in front of me, buried, we were buried around. I said, hey, that's, what, that's what we are going to do. Yeah, we are dying. Everything is going to be fine. Not when you have become somebody, then you start insulting your father. You know, you are causing, you are bringing curses upon yourself that you, did, you didn't know even existed. <laughs> how can you insult your father? Are you okay? Do you know many, how many times he had sex to have you come, come to the world? <laughs> I don't know. It's like I'm not preaching to. It's like I'm saying something that is bad. Ask your father. If you like, ask your father. It's not a joke. If only you answer you. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. The stress. The, the, the stress. Eh? Your mother wanted to have a child so badly that your father had to do all kinds of things for you to show up. And when you came, you weren't even sleeping as well. You would be disturbing everybody's sleep. 
all kinds of things. School fees, all kinds of things. Now you are old. You don't want to even do anything for your father. You tell your father, you are, I've disparted you. <laughs> you have disparted. What are you talking about? Fathers are forever. They are forever. If you say that you are a son, it means that you have forever in mind. So never say, don't, don't call yourself a son if you don't have that in mind. Like, oh, uh, Pastor, this is my father. But you have two years in your mind. <laughs> Contract father. <laughs> Look at First John chapter 2, verse 19. If you leave, it means that you were not originally of us. That's what it means. Hmm? It says, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not of all of us. You, you are really not of us. If you're a church member, don't have plans like, oh, I'm just testing the water. What are testing which waters? What are you talking about? Why can't we plan with you in mind? Like when we are counting members, we, we, we can't count you. We don't know whether you're a member, semi-member, later member, future member. We don't know your, what? Distance member. We don't know what you are. You are running, you are into shifts running. You come to church this Sunday. The next time we'll see you is after one month. Then you, when you come after the one month, the next time we'll see you is after two months. Like, when you come after the one month, it's like you are coming to church too much. As you are it's like you are, I've been coming to church too much. Let me do something. Let me extend it. No. We can't even ask, when you come and we ask you, where, where were you? When we even call you, cut the call. No. We have, you have special ringtones for us. When we call you, your, your ring, the ringtone is not, don't answer one. Don't answer two. Don't answer. Th- that is your answer. That is your ringtone for us. No, you are not. Clearly, there's something wrong. You are not a son. You are not as you are just existing in the system. Ask your neighbor, are you a son? Ask the other neighbor, are you a son? Ask, what are you? What are you? Sons are forever. They are forever. Eh? They are forever. It's not temporary. It's not, oh, after two years, we'll just find our own place and do something. Small thing now that you're angry. Have you ever been in a, in a house with your sister and your sister has offended you before? Has your father offended you before? Plenty. Sometimes they, they, they you tell your father you want something and he will just do you wagadre before you realize that thing has not come. But you say that, daddy, you, you will see. You will see if I'll be your son again. I'm not coming to this house again. I'll show you. Is that what you do? No, whether they didn't did give us some things or whatever, you don't know what they did for you. Okay? You cannot have a full mental comprehension of what your father represents and what he has done in your life. Even if you didn't pay your school fees, it's your father. What are you talking about? Sure. Some of you have not spoken to your father in a way. Go out after church. Go and call your father and start crying on the phone or for him. Appreciate your father. Don't joke with them. Okay? There's a blessing in your father's hands. You need it. You need it. My father called me his uncle before he died. That was how I'd become in his life. I'd become his uncle. He didn't see me as his son any longer. He saw me as something greater than his son. He saw me as his uncle. Why like, can you say, what for Baba? Ah, Yeah, just saying things. Yeah. I could have been hurt about so many things. Our fathers have hurt us plenty. The first hurt is that it's not only your mother that he had children with. You, you, you understand? It's like it's not only your mother that he had children with. 
you realize that your father has about seven other children somewhere. Another squad. You are wondering, ah, what is going on? I thought we were the only ones. <laughs> it was highly classified. So you feel hurt. It's like you are not getting a certain kind of attention. You look at your, f- your friend who has mother and father all there. They are going out. They are A1 type of marriage. A1 type of marriage. A1 type of family. Like when they are going, they, can't, they have one car and, and they are five. Father, mother, three children. Yeah. You are the middle child. So you sit in the middle seat and then you are sitting down quietly and you are happy. Oh, daddy, daddy. But the other, your other friend, they are, they are about 75. Yeah. The father is fulfilling the promises of the Lord. Just having children all over the place. Yeah. My father was a chief. The chief my father inherited. My father's uncle, the one I was named after. Okay. We are OT, but the, the, the other part of the name can vary. My younger brother is OT somewhere. Some of my sisters are OT champion. Some are OT frimpong, whatever. But I'm OT Boati because my uncle was OT Boati. So my father named me after my uncle. You get it? Yeah. That guy. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> That's my father's uncle. He had. 37 children. 37. It's not a small thing. 37. All over. He's fulfilling the promises of God. 37 children with about 10 women or 12 women. I mean plenty. So if you're a child, if you're a son, you'll feel hurt. It's like, ah, why? And if you are many like that, there's always attention deficits. There's always... You may be ignored, you may, be, you may not be looked after, you may not be taken to school, some things may be happening, and all that will start producing hurts in your life. Hurts in your system. So you, you, when you grow up, you don't want to be a son. You always see your father's faults. There's something called your father's devils. <laughs> the devils your father fought with are the same devils you fight with if you don't appreciate what he did. You are complaining that he had children with 12 women. You will have children with 75 women. You'll be surprised. You can ask. All those who criticize their fathers, my father is whatever, my father is. The problems they had, you will have it times five. You have double portion. <laughs> Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, shall it be added unto you. So I appreciate them. Don't, don't, don't. There are people you shouldn't criticize, talk about, eh, whatever, my father has done this. No. Leave them be. Yeah, because as you grow, you now you will see that it's not, it's not a joke to be a man. It's not a joke to have one wife and be having sex with one person. Share. You dare be there. <laughs> it's not a joke. You understand, Father? You say, hey, Daddy, it's, it's, you have done well. It's good that you, you, you even did only 12. You could have done beyond 12. You could have done beyond 12. It's, it's a blessing that you did 12. God bless you. Shake, shake up. Yes, God bless you. God, God multiply you in Jesus' name. Yeah. And you could have done more. Hallelujah. Sons are forever. No matter what happens, you are there. You are there. Nobody is perfect. Everybody has issues. We are all growing, including your father. Both spiritual and natural. Yeah, we are all growing. Do you understand? Yeah. So don't open your mouth and just be saying things. My father is like this. My father is like this. He saw the son before you did. He has eaten more salt than you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The next one, the next point. That's point number one. Point number three. Sons and daughters trust their fathers for everything. Sons and daughters trust their fathers for everything. For everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 9. 
Matthew 6 verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Then he says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, as you forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This is a prayer that lets you know that you are putting all of your trust in God. You are trusting God for every form of supply. For your food, for your deliverance, for your protection, for every single thing. You must trust. Sons trust their fathers for everything. You know, sometimes you can be in ministry. You have people, sons in ministry, and they say that they are your sons, but they don't trust you for everything. They listen to your message once every three months. They have someone who is prophetically inclined that they depend on for other meals. They have all kinds of people. They say that you, they are, they are your whatever, they are your son. If you check their podcast and you check, you check their iTunes and you check their whatever, their, their playlist, your message is not even inside. They are listening to all kinds of people. Listening to Bishop Dag, listening to Pastor Chris. Listen, is Bishop Dag your father? No. Bishop Dag is my father. He is my father. He is not your father. <laughs> He's not your father. I'm your father. That is why you get confused. That is why you have problems. Because you don't trust me. You don't think that it's like I've not preached powerfully along certain lines. So when it's like what this one, let me listen to this. This one is more powerful. You are making a mistake. You are making a mistake. That's why your supply will be short-circuited. No. Have you seen a beggar, a child who's a beggar before? No, like a, a child who goes from house to house eating coffee. Have you seen How do you say that in English? An Asian. How do you say that in English? How do you say that? <laughs> a beggar. A beggar. It's like the food they serve in your house. It's not enough for you. What? Parasite. parasite. That's a good word. Parasite. <laughs> you are a parasite. You keep feeding from house to house. So there are some houses they know you. When they see you approaching now, they, the, the boy is coming. He's coming. He's coming. They know. They know. It's going from moving from church. You say you're a son. You say you're a son in the church. When you hear that one minute stop, God is coming to the system. He's very powerful. <laughs> I'm going to be in the meeting. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's another meeting that your father is having. You choose that meeting over your father's meeting. You think you're a son. There's something wrong with you. You are not a son. You are not a son. You are something else. You are neighbor. Move from one place to the other. You say that some, this is my, my father, my pastor, my whatever. Um, you come to church on Sunday, Tuesday morning, you are sitting in a certain professor's church. Who is blessing you with red oil and blue oil and blue black oil? You sleep with cross in your hand. As you are sleeping, there's cross in your hand like this because the prophet has given you to protect you. No, what kind of a meal are you, are you, are you being served? Who is protecting you? Uh, you see, and because it's that, you have mixed knowledge, and mixed knowledge does not help you in your Christian work. It's not everybody who is serving the same meal. We are all serving different things. You will get confused. You will kill yourself. You understand? Yeah. You will kill yourself. You must trust and follow. 
no matter what you think is going on, whether you think your father does not have money or whatever, he's your father, just follow, just be happy. You see, when you're not content with what you have, you will never have more. Do you understand? Yeah, the one who handles little will handle much properly. So I, you have a natural, your natural father has two bedroom house. And four, four of you, children are sleeping in one room. Your father and your mother are sleeping in the other room. You go to your friend's house, you see that your friend has five bed, the father has five bedroom house. Everybody has one room. Your friend has one room. Self-contained. It's, the one room is even self-contained. Toilet, bath, kitchen, everything is inside. Hall is even inside. You come to your father's house, the hall, everything is inside the hall. Like, have you seen some people? Like, everything is inside. There are clothes in the hall. There are jewelry in the, every Everything. What, what's, in the, what's in the hall? Room divider is in the hall. Everything some is inside the hall. Then you do your face like... How do you say that in English? I don't know how you say that in English. What? Sports. You do your face like sports. You do your face like this. Uh, daddy, what kind of life did he live that he was not able to provide all kinds of things? You are coming. You will see. You are coming. You will see. You will see. You will know. Uh, you will know why we have two, two rooms. You will know. <laughs> hey, don't trust your father. Just... Trust your father, learn. Just be happy. Just flow. Hallelujah. You understand? Yeah. If it's taught on faith, just speak it. Unless he recommends that, take this one and listen to this one. Don't, don't be getting involved with all kinds of messages. All kinds of messages. That's why you'll be confused. And that's why your, your spirit will not be correct. You will have problems. You will have problems. Because you are not feeding from the right source. Every pastor is a feeder. Every father is a feeder. He feeds. Okay, he's responsible. You see, when you let's say you went to listen to Pastor Chris on a message somewhere that was not recommended for you. Do you know Pastor Chris has he has a people, a group of people he's feeding? Yeah. You know he doesn't have you in mind when he didn't have you in mind when he was preaching that message. Oh, you don't know. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, he didn't have you in mind. He's preaching from a certain foundation, and then you pick it from that point, and you end up confusing yourself. In your attempt to be deep, it's like I want to be deep. Like, pastor is not deep. Every time when he's preaching, he's quoting all kinds of verses and uh, he's saying stories and we are laughing. It's pastor Chris is very serious. Like, you know, the Lord is talking to you. It's like, <laughs> brother, you have made a mistake. Yeah. I was like, every householder serves meat in due season. There's meat in due season. There's a, you are being raised. You may not even understand what you are being raised for, but understand that you are being raised. And there's a food, there's a meal for you at all times. Have you heard of balanced meal before? Balanced diet before? Yeah. yeah. What will happen to you if you are continuously eating carbohydrates? Only carbohydrates, you are just eating carbohydrates. No, no proteins, nothing. What do you think will happen to you? You have what? You become koshoko. You develop koshoko. Hallelujah. So trust. Say trust. 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 Sons and daughters trust their parents to provide. Trust that the prayer I prayed for you will protect you. It will work. It will protect you. It will cause you to prosper. Stop looking for all kinds of people from all kinds of places. Trust, trust the prayer. It's like when we pray for it, it's like it's not powerful. You want us to do our face like small soup once again when you're praying. It's like your problem is so, pow- it's so powerful that as you're praying for, we should do this. In the name of the Lord Jesus. <laughs> we won't do it. Pastor, I didn't fall. 
pastor, the pastor is not powerful at all. What my pastor is not powerful at all. Why do you want to? Why do you think that the power is in the folly? Trust. Tell you about trust. Trust, though. Charlie, trust what is going on. If you think that our prayers are not powerful, then you have a problem. You will never be blessed. You will never increase. You will never increase. Trust the prayer. Believe that it's, God, it's, not, it's not about powerful prayers. It's not about powerful It's not about the content and what we set up in the prayer. It is the one praying that is the most important person. If you believe that the one praying is connected to God on your behalf, you'll be fine. You understand? Yeah. I don't go to places looking for people to pray for me. I have my father. When I go, he doesn't even pray for me. He will just talk to me, do this one or two. It's finished. When I come and do it, it works. And some people, they are Christians who are chasing prayers. They are not sons. They don't have a father. They are, they are just moving from place to place. Because they feel that their father's prayer is not powerful. Their father's message is not powerful. Their father's whatever is not powerful enough. Daddy is not powerful. Two bedroom there. No lie, no lie. No lie. There's no car pull in the house. There's no car. If you learn how to appreciate no car in your father's house, if you understand what it means, when you get a car, you know how to handle a car. Yeah. You see, it is those who developed and were raised from places that were hard that become something. Do you know? Yeah. It is those who... You will never learn hardness if you have not, you have not been exposed to certain... That's part of fatherhood. You are you're exposed to the hardships of life. By a father, so that you will know what to do with yourself when you grow up. If everything is whatever, it's like everything is whatever, powerful, everything is okay. Your father is it's called spoiling your child. You get it? You ask for a car, they buy your car. You ask for this, they buy you. There's no restriction. You can just do whatever you want to do. I know some people who sat at a beer bar and at a, in a club and drank up to the tune of 25,000 Ghana cities in one night. And the guy's mother came to pay. What kind of nonsense is that? They drank up to 25,000 Ghana cities. I don't know, baby, why they were saying it? 25,000 Ghana cities. Drink so, they boost 25,000 Ghana cities. And the guy's mother came to come and settle it. And nothing happened. What kind of nonsense is that? Yeah. Yeah. That's one acre of land somewhere. <laughs> At least when you get one acre. Yeah. So, uh, if, if just be content with what God has given to you. Okay? Let me show you a scripture in Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. One to go. And submit yourselves, for they work for your souls, as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Let's read the Amplified. You, you get it more. Okay? So if, if you say you are my son, then I'm the one taking care of you. Okay? Yeah. It's, it's a spiritual thing. Just humble yourself and flow and be happy. When we tell you do this, just do it. Just obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them, continually recognizing the authority over you. For they are constantly, constantly keeping watch over your souls, even if you don't know it. Even if you don't know it. It didn't say they are constantly keeping watch over your souls when they are praying. No. It's not. It says they are constantly keeping watch over your souls and guarding your spiritual welfare. As men who have to render an account of their trust. Because they have a trust. 
you were trust from God to them. They are stewards of your life. They must take care of you. Do your part to let them do this with gladness and not with sighing and groaning. For that would not be profitable to you. If you are an ungrateful son, you keep complaining and well, about the needs and the things that everybody is con- congratulating the message. Only you, you are not happy about the message. You are not smiling. We are preaching. Everybody smiling. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you smile. Oh, why? 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 You are depressing. You are causing people. To, you are causing us to do the thing of groanings and science. Be happy. Trust that we are leading you to the right place. Okay? Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. We are leading you to a certain kingdom. Thy will be done on earth. That's it. in heaven. Just leave, give us this day our daily bread. There's a bread that is going to be given to you every day. Okay? Yeah. You say, listen to five minutes, but something you throw it into the bush. You've never listened to some in your life before. You say, you're a son. You prefer other things. Our daily bread, manna, something, something, something. When you read that one, that one is more powerful for you than the meal from your... You are not a son. You are something else. You are not a daughter. You are something else. Is there a message here? All right. So point number, point number what? Point number four. Let me see if I can add some more to it. Size of a son, isn't it? A son honors his father. That's the next thing. A son honors his father. You understand, Anna? Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. A son honoreth his father. <laughs> and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Say the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests that despise my name. And ye say, Wherein have we despised thy name? Verse 7. How, how have we done it? You offer polluted bread upon my altar. When you are buying credits for yourself, you buy nice credits for yourself. You don't think about credit. Listen, we are in the stage in our lives where we don't think about data. We don't think about, we just buy things. But when you are buying something for your father, you think about it. Your father should never ask you for toilet roll. Should never ask you for toilet roll. Sometimes some of you, you finish school, you work for a while, and then you want to marry immediately. There's something wrong with your brain. You've not done anything in the house. You've never bought yam for the house. You've never bought rice for the house. You want us to come and follow you and go for you to go and marry? Are you okay? What are you talking about? You have to start buying things. Buy oil. Buy. You spare your father of spending some monies in the kitchen for at least two weeks. That is still, you are correct. You are honoring your father. Yeah, you, want, you want to marry? Why? Who should follow you? Me, I should follow you. I've paid school fees. Uh, now that you are having small money, you want to use the money for wedding. That's why some parents kick against their children's marriage. They will just kick against it. One girl wanted to marry in church. He wanted to marry. The mother was jumping all over the place. I asked him, have you, ever be, have you ever bought anything for your mom since you left school, since you started working? Uh, pastor, I don't know. Uh, uh, uh. you're, you're a foolish boy. You're a foolish boy. Yeah. The fact that you can't even remember and you want to marry. Why? Why? Even me, I will not follow you. You want to marry? What are you talking about? So that your wife will come and chop all the money. And when you marry to, it's like we can't come to your house in a certain way. We can't have a certain kind of authority around you in a certain way. That's what you, that's what you are trying to say when you say you want to marry. So they'll kick against it. But when you are coming home and you bought this rice, 10 kilograms on your right, Angwa. <laughs> Angwa in your left hand. You are holding it like that. 
and you are carrying yam on your head, coming like that. And hey, hey, my son is coming. Hey! That is when they do all types of soup for you. There are some, some of you, right? Some of, some, there are some people when they go home, nobody minds them. When they are coming, nobody's impressed. Like nobody's impressed because they are coming to take. As they are coming home and they are leaving, they will take yam, they will take rice, they will take everything away. They are like scavengers, parasites. They will just come and take everything away. They are, but other times when they are coming, everybody is preparing. They do proper soup, proper abenkwan. You know what? If someone does abenkwan for you, clap for the person. Because abenkwan is the most stressful soup in the whole world. Very, very stressful. You have to pound all kinds of things and sieve all kinds of things and all yell all over the place. Your mother will go through that stress and do that for you. You should congratulate her. Yeah. Well, you don't come to the house just like that. No, Anna. No, Anna. How do you honor someone? Money, money. Bring money. Say nice things. Do nice things for the person. Take the pe- You want to take your girlfriend out. Your ma- you have never taken your mother out to any place to go and buy whatever for her. What is wrong with you? You have never taken your father out to go and buy, like, let's, daddy, let's go to KFC. Daddy, I'm taking you to KFC. I'm taking you to Kimpiski. You have never done some before. When is your father's birthday? You call him. Father. <laughs> <laughs> Da. The way you even say that, that there's no romance inside the da. Like, da. You don't you don't say happy birthday. Nothing, nothing apart from oh Charlie, do something before something happens to you. What you are doing, your children will do it to you. You see, fatherhood is spiritual. Okay, it's very, very spiritual. What you do in secret. Your, your sons follow. Your sons follow. You don't need to even do it before them. They will just follow it. Hallelujah. So when you eat your sons, you are, they will not mind you. Why should your father ask a pepsodent when he's, he's old? Your father is not lying on proper bed. You will not change the bed for him. You are walking in a house with tiles. Your father is standing in a place without tiles. No carpet. Nothing. His roof is leaking. You are sleeping in a very nice bed with your, with your wife. No matter what your father did to you, you, don't do that to him. Your children will do something to you, be surprised. They'll even do worse. When they come and they see you that you're lying, they'll just slap you and then continue. Yeah. Where is my Anna? He says, you, you, you offer polluted bread upon my altar. What they are supposed to do, not do it. They bring foolish bread, bread that has gone bad. And you say, wherein have we polluted thee? In that, in that you say, the table of the Lord is contemptible. Next verse, verse 8. And if you offer the blind for sacrifice, they were offering blind animals for sacrifice. <laughs> they check their sheep. They check their sheep. They look at the one that has a blind eye, the one that they don't like. Then they bring that one to, to God's house. Yeah, you, you, you offer blind for sacrifice. Is it not evil? And if you offer the lame and sick, they bring the Apache, whatever. Their goat that has been trapped by, I mean, his leg is broken. Then the goat is coming like, meh, meh. that's what they bring to the temple of God. Do not bring whole, God mentioned, God said, I want whole animals, animals that don't have any blemish. But they were disobeying, they were doing it. You bring sick, lame and sick. Is it not for, is it not evil? Offer it not unto thy governor. Eh? Will he be pleased with thee or accept thy person? See, the Lord of God. You will not even give it to your governor or the, the authority of the place. You are bringing it to me. Me, your father. You say I'm your father. You say I'm whatever, but you not honor me. You are buying the gift, but the gift it is broken. No, I mean, what will it do your father if on your father's birthday 
on Father's Day like this. You are buying something for your, your father, and you buy a toy lion. <laughs> a toy lion. <laughs> or a key holder. A toy lion, key holder, toy lion. When you are earning about 1,005 or 1,000 cities in your workplace, you know, what are you talking about? Do you know the stresses our fathers have gone through and our mothers have gone through to take care of us? I saw my mother live selling things from her wardrobe, her clothes, selling clothes so that we can, we can eat and go to school. You have become something, you will not take care of them. Whenever I'm going to, you can ask my, my wife, whenever I'm going to Accra, my boots is full. All those who have traveled before, with me before, if I'm going to my mother's house, I'm going to my mother-in-law's house, you should see my boots. You should see my boots. I'll just buy, fill the boots. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. This is the one I go to my, my mother's house. She doesn't hug me first. She goes straight to my boots. Because <laughs> when she hears that I'm coming, hey, yeah. Because she knows that some, ask for some plantain, some cassava, some yam, some tomatoes, some whatever, hey, she will hit, she will hammer. Then when I'm going, she na chop on here. And I'll add the chop money to it. I'll add something to it. Yeah, the last dealing I had with my father was an exchange of money. I was, so I went to my father's house with my mom. And I'd given money to my sisters to handle, because she was not feeling well, so they handled drugs and all that. So I gave them money. So I, as I was leaving, my father called me and said, Ah, Chalina, you, won't you give me money? And I said, oh, I've paid for a little bit. He said, oh, that one, deal, I will not get it, whatever you give to them. It will never come into my hand. <laughs> You have to sort me out. I said, oh, Daddy, don't talk. Don't talk. Don't. Oh. I went straight to the car, took some money, bundled it, and put it in his pocket like this. He said, I'm a wedding. Yeah, I'm Oh, my father blessed me. My father blessed me. I'll never be poor in my life. My father blessed me before he died. This was two years before he died. He blessed me. Uh, blessed me. And I go, just, ah, Nyakupun Shao. Just talking. Things that they will just be talking. Blessing me. Don't let your father descend to the graves without blessing you. Or your mother go without blessing you. Do. You see, and it is it is meals, it is food that causes fathers to bless. It is Anna that causes fathers to bless. When Isaac was going to bless Esau, and Jacob came to take the blessing. What did he say to Esau? He says, Prepare me. What? Prepare me venison. Prepare me some red stew. Go and go and hunt. Get the best animal. Come and prepare me some stew. When I finish eating, then I'll bless you. Yeah. That's how it works. That's how it works. How was the widow of Zarephath honored by being preserved in her life for all those years when there was famine? She prepared a meal for the prophet. Don't, don't, be, don't joke with those things. When it's time to honor your father, your father and the Lord, Sometimes at the end of the year, they say that, oh, we are honoring our father. Everybody, 15th opportunity, let's sow. Hey, you there, you, you will not sow. When you are sowing, you give one Ghana cities. You to your children will do the same thing to you. They will do the same thing to you. 50 pesos. What is wrong with you? Is that, is that, is that something? You, you will not even give it to your teacher. Yeah. Why are you doing that to your father? Yeah, Anna. Okay? Anna then. Anna, the Bible says, Anna, thy mother and thy father. Hmm? Ephesians 6 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother. Which is the first commandment with promise. Next verse. 
so that it may be well with you. And thou mayest live long on the earth. This is the way to elongate your life by honoring. It's obeying and honoring. I'll talk about obeying next. Okay, honoring. Anna, where is my Anna? If you say I'm your father, where is my Anna? Where are my gifts? Where are my nice words? Don't close your eyes to all the things that they have done for you. They've done so many things for you. They've done so many things for you. Things that you are not aware of. There are lots of things. I'm telling you, even if your father did not pay your school fees, thank him. Because probably if he had paid your school fees, you would have become something else. You'd have been a wee smoker in school. God knows how he does his things. Because he didn't pay your school fees, now you're a very hard worker. You know how to survive. Haven't you noticed that God has managed and put all things to make the, all things work together for your good? Yeah. So why are you complaining? Just be happy for his life. Thank him. Okay? Yeah, thank him. Anna. Eh? Anna. Anna, thy father and thy mother. It is the first commandment with promise. And this is the promise that it may be well with you. And thou mayest live long on the earth. How many of you want to live long? Anna, your father, and Anna, your mother. So step out today and give them a call and tell them how much you appreciate them. Call me too. Send me a message because I'm also your father in the Lord. And give me a message as well. In Jesus' name. I'll control some other time. Rise over your feet and let's pray. Thank God for what you're sharing with you. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.